Today we are up to text number uh, 13 in this chapter. Uh, we've been in the description of Sarga and then Visarga. Sarga means the creation uh, of the ingredients of the universe, the basic ingredients uh, by, by Vishnu, and then Visarga, the creation of Brahma, the secondary creation, Sarga and Visarga. Uh, and so now, uh, text 13, we uh, reached the point of talking about Adaha. Notice the first word there, down below. <laughs> so, uh, because we've just had the description before of uh, uh, when Brahma created this uh, three worlds, right? The, the home of the devas, uh, Bhuva Loka, the ghostly spirits, 12, and then the earthly system. And these are usually the three worlds. There's more than three, but there's three regions, uh, Bhuva Loka being in between. And these are particularly mentioned because in the uh, uh, introduction, the prelude to the chanting Gayatri mantra, one goes, Om Bhuva Swa. Uh, takes through the, uh, those three regions of the material world, Hatsvitur to the sun, the Lord Narayan and the sun, and so on. Uh, and uh, text 13 says, Heaven was established as the residence of the devas, Luvaloka of the Bhutas, the ghostly spirits, and the earth system as the place of the marches, the mortals. And then uh, uh, these are uh, those who go for strive for liberation go beyond these three divisions. And now, text 13, we'll chant it. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya so the king goes, Atho Suranam Naganam Bhumir Ukko Sijat Prabhu Jidokyam Gataya Sarva Karanmanam Tribunatmanam Lord Brahma created the region below the earth, that's this Ada, below the earth for the demons and the Naga snakes. In this way, the destination of the three worlds were arranged in the corresponding reactions for different kinds of work performed within the three modes of nature. Uh, so, uh, so this is the uh, regions below the earth for the demons and uh, the, the Nagas. Uh, it's there. Um, Uh, yeah, Ada, below. So this is what Prabhupada here, uh, for example, uh, in Bhagavatam 5.24 there's described uh, here, text number 7, 
my dear king, beneath this earth are seven other planets known as Atala, Vitala, Sutala, Talatala, Mahatala, Rasatala, and Patala. I have already explained the situation of the planetary system of the earth. The width and length of the seven lower planetary systems are calculated to be exactly the same as those of earth. In other words, they're stacked up one on top of another. Uh, and then the text A goes, in these seven planetary systems, but use it that way, these worlds, which are also known as the subterranean heavens, and the Sanskrit is Vila Svarga. Svarga is heaven, which means like a wide open space, but Vila means a whole. The heavens in a hole or down below. Imagine... Uh, think of it this way. In the, where we walk in there, sometimes you see caves. There a hole, and you go down the hole, and then it opens up into a big open space, a, a cave. And in that cave are snakes and other things and no light and like that. So something like that. Uh, so in the Bilisvarga, there are very beautiful houses, gardens, and places of sense enjoyment. So that's another thing of Svarga. There are actually places of enjoyment, which are even more opulent than those in the higher planets because the demons have a very high standard of sensual pleasure, wealth, and influence. So they're like the anti-gods. They're... The, 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 these two, and remember that the, the devas and the dhanavas, the daichas, are actually come from the same parents, right? So it's a family quarrel, the gods and the anti-gods. Most of the residents of these planets who are known as the Daichas, Danavas, and Nagas, that's the snakes. Uh, because when you get down in that hole, you see the snakes. Uh, they live as householders. There's no renunciation up there. No? Their wives, children, friends, and society are all fully gauged in illusory material happiness, the sense enjoyment of the demigods is sometimes disturbed, but the residents of these planets enjoy life without disturbance. They are, thus, they are understood to be very attached to illusory happiness. And then it goes on and describes it. The Nagas are described word for word as living entities with snake-like bodies. So they're not exactly snakes. And it's described because... Boo Mandala's up there. There's no sunlight that comes down there. And, and, and I've wondered, and I still wonder, whether the astrological influence of the planets are also down there. Because there's no time factor. Because there's no sense, of, they described there's no sense of the passage of time. Except that periodically or occasionally, I don't know, I don't think it's regular. Sudarshana chakra comes down and wipes everybody out. That's what that's what happens. It reminds me of a gambling casino because because 
Uh, I don't, uh, I mean, I, we were having Rathiatra on the Atlantic City boardwalk, and the only bathroom was in a casino, so I, that was my only experience of actually going into one. But I noticed that there were no windows. Uh, if there was something that looked like windows, there were mirrors uh, there. And then I read about the casinos. There's no sense of time passing. You can get breakfast, lunch, or dinner any time of day. And it's going 24 hours a day so that you can, can just continually enjoy yourself and you're cut off from the world. And so it sort of reminds me of this casino. <laughs> the artificial light is there and it's going 24 hours a day. And you have no sense of the passage of time. Uh, so it's sort of like that. So this is the the this is how they're there. So they're in this. Uh, uh, so Prabhupada. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so this is the. Uh, um, these people are down there, and there's always Maya Sukha, and then of course. In the in the Canto Five, Chapter Twenty Seven, there is described uh, in, in this way as it's summarized here. Uh, the description of these places and of the serpents. Uh, uh, it mentions here since the residents of these planets drink and bathe in juices and elixirs made from wonderful herbs, they are free from anxiety and physical diseases. They have no experience of gray hairs, wrinkles, or invalidity. Their bodily lusters do not fade. Their perspiration does not cause a bad smell. And they are not troubled by fatigue or lack of energy or enthusiasm due to old age. They live very auspiciously, is the word here, Belianonam, and do not fear death from anything, but death established time which is the effulgence of the Sudarshan Chakra, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And then it mentions that the Sudarshan disk enters there and, and, and does it. So those modes are mentioned here, and if you, you know, the subterranean heavenly planets down there. Uh, so that's now a further description. We go on to text 14, because you can trip out the subterranean heavenly planets for a long time. Very interesting, and it's what most people want. <laughs> it's not the upper sparga, where at least that requires piety to, to go there. Uh, piety, a fruit of work, but pious fruit of work. How exactly you get down here uh, and don't go to hell, I, I, don't, I don't know how it works, but anyway, they're there. Um, and now text 14, and we get another abode. Now we're going back up again. We've got a Svā, and then mentioned uh, below the earth. Now uh, above Svarga, uh, text number 14. tapasas chaiva nyasyasya gatayo malaha mahar satyam Bhakti Yogasya Matkatihi. 
And the translation is, by mystic yoga, great austerities, and the renounced order of life, the pure destinations of Maharloka, Janaloka, Tapaloka, and Satchaloka are attained. But by devotional yoga, one achieves my transcendental abode. The, the last verse had mentioned that those, uh, uh, the verse before la- uh, uh, last, uh, rather, those mystics who strive for liberation are promoted beyond these three divisions. Then it mentions the reasons below, and now here's those, those mystic yogas who strive for liberation promoted beyond these three divisions. That was text 12. So now in 14, we pick up with that. Uh, by yoga, by tapas, and by nyasa, renunciation, or it is translated the renounced order of life. The spotless destiny, amala, spotless or sinless destinations, mahar, jana, tapa, and satcham. Uh, those go there. And then by bhakti yoga, madhati, my destination, my transcendental abode. So these regions that are also discussed in Bhagavatam, Mahaloka, Janaloka, Tapaloka, and Satchaloka, or Brahmaloka, uh, the reasons these are mentioned separately is during the night of Brahma, when Brahma rests, everything is destroyed. Uh, 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 but n- n- not Mahaloka, Janaloka, Tapaloka, and Satchaloka during the night of Brahma. These are not destroyed. Uh, and the best, the really interesting description of these abodes are in the Brihat Bhagavatamrita Sanatana Goswami, where uh, his uh, questing hero, Gopal Kumar, really wants to find his way to, <laughs> to uh, 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 Vrindavan, uh, 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 his, in his heart is the son of Nanda, Nanda Sutta, that, that he uh, uh, loves. But uh, so on this kind of quest that takes him through all these different abodes, so he, he goes through these. So there's, and Maharloka, uh, uh, he finds the Prajapatis, and their main occupation uh, uh, are performing Vedic sacrifice. And everywhere there's sacrificial fires. And uh, the Lord appears there. The Lord himself appears there as the uh, Lord and the enjoyer of sacrifices. The names he has in these passages, Yajna Bhagabuk, or Yajna Buk, the enjoyer of sacrificer of the sacrificial offering, Yajnamurti, the personified or the form of sacrifice, Yajneshwar, the Lord of sacrifice. So it describes that these sacrificial fires there, all the Prajapadis are performing Vedic Yajna uh, and appearing among those sacrifices is the Lord himself in this form of the, the Yajna Purusha or Yajnamurti and he's consuming charu. And charu is the standard oblation of this mixture. You take rice, barley, and dal, dal, excuse me, and you boil it together with butter and milk, and you get this charu. Uh, 
there has to be probably sugar in there somewhere, but I don't know. <laughs> you could sweet rice is like almost. So, uh, so you know, Gopal Kumar sees him there and is very attractive uh, there. But then it mentions that that see he he keeps meeting the Lord in different forms, but is never quite who he wants because it's it's it's, it's really the you know the cowherd boy from Davin that he wants. But anyway, so while Gopal Kumar is there the night of Brahma begins, and therefore fire comes up from the bottom of the universe, water and then fire, and, and that heat of the, although it doesn't destroy Janaloga, it gets uncomfortably hot. And so all the inhabitants of Janaloka uh, go up to the next closest planet is Maharloka which apparently it seems to be just about the same as Janaloka, but there at least you don't have the heat. Uh, and so Janaloka is not destroyed, but anyway, they go up to, uh, to, to Mahaloka. Then the next highest planet, eventually he goes there uh, to Tapaloka, where these are described, the residents there, who have succeeded in strict celibacy. The words that are used of urvareta, uh, semen goes up, or brihadvata, they've taken that vow, the great vow. And there he meets the four kumaras, the chatushana, the four kumaras. Uh, and other sages are there too, Kavi, Havis, Antariksha, Prabhuda, and Balaya are mentioned. Uh, and, but everyone there looks just like the four kumaras. They all look like little children. <laughs> uh, and, and they're engaged in meditation. They, they see the Lord by, by meditation. Uh, and there, Ivalayana gives extensive instructions to Gopal Kumar, who also sees the Lord directly by, by meditation. And that's very, very, very satisfying, you know. But still, you know, something bothers him. So then he hears about the next highest planet, or Brahmaloka or Satchaloka, where there's also a form of the Lord there. It's very interesting that on Brahmaloka, uh, there's the place where Mahapurusha is there. He has his palace. Uh, and then... He goes to see Mahapurusha. He's attracted to that that form of the Lord and goes there to see it, just uh, to, to, to see him and sees Mahapurusha with thousands of arms and thousands of legs and worship by Lakshmi and by Prahlad and you know anyway the great devotees and Narada Muni uh, and there uh, uh, there. Anyway, there's a little story, and eventually Gopal Kumar ends up becoming Brahma himself. Brahma there gets attacked by a demon, runs off, and he becomes the Brahma, the, the, the remainder of that, that lifetime. And then he's instructed there by the uh, Bhakti Shastra, the, the devotional scriptures himself. They give him uh, further information. Anyway, that, that's, those are the, these, these, these higher abodes. Uh, of, of these people. And of course, it's mentioned in the Bhagavatam 
that the people who are that that the Bhagavatam states that that when the fire of devastation, the final devastation comes, the the uh, the a, 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 a vimana comes and gradually takes the people of Mahaloka, Janaloka, Tapaloka up to Satyaloka, where they stay for the remainder of the lifetime of Brahma, and then they're all liberated with the liberation of Brahma. That's his fate. That's that's that story, you know, of getting on a spaceship and going when your world is being destroyed, you go on a but that's the original story of when, well, as a, when I was a kid, that was when worlds collide, there was the United the Earth was gonna be hit by a destroyed and they all got in a spaceship and went anyway. These stories have their origin here. I mean, Star Wars, you know, the interplanetary space battle between the good guys and the bad guys. The bad guys is where it starts. So anyway, so that's the description of this world. And then in, in uh, of, of these worlds and this universe, rather, Uh, I wonder if there's anything else I needed to mention from yeah, there's no purport there uh, let's see yeah the, the BBT uh, purport here uh, Jiva Goswami explains that the word tapasaha in this verse refers to austerities performed by brahmacharis and vanaprastas so householders don't go up here. A brahmachari who practices celibacy perfectly in some particular stage of life, which is Maharloka, and one who perfectly practices lifelong celibacy, achieves Janaloka. This is Jiva Goswami's state. By perfect execution of Vanaprastha, one may achieve Tapalok, and one in the renounced order of life goes to Satyaloka. It's mentioned here. Uh, 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 so, anyway, there's more about this is stuff to understand here. By the way, in speaking about the subterranean heavenly planets, he, he says um, uh, the places are allotted according to karma. Well, somehow you, you go down there. There are people that worship demons, Prabhupada mentions that. Notice that in this verse, in text 14, it does state that those who practice bhakti yoga come to my abode. So this is, this is, uh, um, so yeah, so let's go on to text 15 now. Uh, so here uh, Krishna says to Uddhava Maya Kalatmana Dhatra Karma Yuktam Vidam Jagat Gunna Pravaha Etasmin Unmajati Nimajati He says here All results of fruitive work have been arranged within this world by me 
the Supreme Creator acting as the force of time. Thus one sometimes rises up toward the surface of this mighty river of the modes of nature and sometimes again submerges. Uh, so, Maya Kala Atma, by me who is the Kala Atma, uh, who contained the Pnathic, who, who uh, acts, contains the energy of time. Abhanuswami translates it, who acts as the force of time, which is probably a little more clear who acts as the force of time. Because remember, he does say, time I am. Right? I mean, it's really, uh, that's the mixing agreement, the energy that gets the whole thing going and keeps it going. So it's kind of in a separate category. We discussed that earlier. doesn't seem to be internal. It doesn't seem to be external. doesn't seem to be much. It's like a separate time energy. And Krishna himself calls himself here as a datra, uh, Datra means uh, creator. Uh, 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 this world, idam jagat, which is karma yukta, uh, uh, endowed with karma. Yukta joined with karma, full of karma. Uh, 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 Idam uh, Jagat, this world. And then in this world, uh, uh, one Urmaj uh, Jati Nimajati. Now, the word, the, the verb much is an interesting verb because it means basically to sink. So, somehow or other in Sanskrit, Urmaj. Uh, not to sink means to rise. <laughs> you say you're in the water, but you go up, and then nimaj then becomes drowns. Unmaj <laughs> nimaj in this the the prava uh, it means a current, like a, a current of a river. Prava guna prava the currents of the modes. So you go up and, and you go down again. You go up. And, and, and you go uh, down, up and down. Uh, Prabhupada, you know, mentioned uh, there's a text in the Gita where, um, where Krishna says, uh, um, uh, uh, this is uh, uh, 819. Bhuta gramas evayam putva putva praliyate. I remember Prabhupada in the morning walk kept saying this about the world. Bhutva bhutva praliyate. Ratyagame vashasparta prabhavantyaha agame. Again and again, when Brahma's day arrives, all living entities come into being. And with the arrival of Brahma's night, they are helplessly annihilated. So this bhutva, bhutva, uh, praliyate, taking birth, taking birth, annihilated, annihilated. So that's, that's what it is. And they go up and down. Uh, Prabhupada says somewhere else, he says like 
unintelligent children on a merry-go-round. You know, you could get on a merry-go-round, you sit on a horse, and you're bouncing up and down, you're going round and around, but basically you're getting nowhere. That's <laughs> just unintelligent children on a merry-go-round. Uh, so you rise up, you can sink down. Uh, Banu Swami, when it says submerge, he says to take birth as a plant, based on, you know, Sudar Swami's commentary there. You take down to low destinations, and you come back up again. There, uh, uh, Prabhupada was on a, on a morning walk, and we were at the Brooklyn Temple. We are going along, and Prabhupada uh, uh, stops and points with his cane to his weeds growing in a crack in the sidewalk. And he says, what is this? What is this? And so it was Dandelion Prabhupada, you know, trying to think, you know, what he wanted to know. And he says, no, it's a demigod. And he says, <laughs> you go up and you go to the heavenly planets, you could be up in Satchaloka. Then, of course, when you're in Satchaloka, you just, you just uh, use up the results of your karma. And then when it's exhausted, you come back down and it says it in, the, in, in the Vedas, you know, in the Upanishads, you, you come down uh, and then you enter into the earth and you, you, you uh, take birth as a plant and you're eaten by cows and you go into the milk. Then that, that cycle is described. He said, no, this is a demigod. We're looking at this little weed in the crack in Brooklyn. It's a deva. You come back down again. Uh, so that's, that's the illustration of where you get. Uh, all that you become a big, you know, big deal, and then again you're cracking the planet of uh, cracking the sidewalk in Brooklyn. Uh, what is that? He said, the king. What is that? Who is that? Is that? Uh, it's a weed problem. Uh, it's a it's a dandelion. It's a, you know, <laughs> trying to think of. <laughs> no, no, we can't say it's a demigod. Uh, okay, so now we go on to uh, uh, 16, where he says, Anur Brihat Krishas Tula Yo Yo Bhava Prasidhyati. Sarvopyubhaya samjukta prakritya purushesha cha, excuse me, prakritya purushena cha. Whatever features visibly exist in, within this world, small or great, thin or stout, <laughs> certainly contains both the material nature and its enjoyer, the spirit soul. So this is kind of a summary. So what the products you see here uh, uh, in the world, uh, you see Anubritya, so little and big. Krishna Stula, skinny or fat. <laughs> you could say it like that. Big or little, uh, uh, skinny or, or, or wide, yeah, yeah, whatever. You say yo-yo, as they say, yo-yo. Hey, yo. Philadelphia's hey yo yo yo, <laughs> whatever what yeah yeah, the, the relative pronoun repeated twice means whatever. What yeah is what, so two yas is whatever. Yeah yeah, bhava 
manifestation procedity uh, exists. Uh, uh, all of them, uh, uh, these two are joined together, samyukta. Yukta is already joined, so samyukta you know, intensifies that samyukta really joined together. What? Prakutta and Purusha together. Uh, the material nature and its enjoyer, Purusha. The only Purusha is really Krishna, but the living entity is sometimes called Purusha because they try to act like the enjoyer. We're actually para and apara prakriti, superior and inferior prakriti. But here, the prakriti and Purusha, these, especially because these are the categories that are used in Sankhya, prakriti and Purusha. So both of these are, 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 are together, and that you uh, you see them uh, both prakriti and purusha. Um, uh, and 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 uh, uh, commenting on this, um, Vishnu Chakrabarty says, uh, "This is now what comes up next. The cause pervades the effects." Mm-hmm. Uh, the bodies arising as effects or products, Baba, are all endowed with prakriti and jiva. Uh, uh, so uh, this is, this uh, cause pervade the effects that he mentions here is now taken up in the next two verses. Uh, uh, it's implied here, whatever their there's prakritya and purusha. These are the fundamental uh, categories. Uh, and then uh, we're given this very elaborate translation here in the, in the book. But anyway, uh, uh, we'll get started with that one. Um, the text is simple, actually. Uh, too simple. <laughs> Yastu yasyadir antascha sadai madhyam chatasyasan ikaro vyavaharato yata taijasa arutivaha. So the translation, which I'll read Gold and <laughs> Gold and Earth are originally existing as ingredients. From gold, one may fashion golden ornaments, such as bracelets and earrings. And from earth, one may fashion clay pots and saucers. You see how they unpack this verse. Uh, the original ingredients, gold and earth, exist before the products made from them. And when the products are eventually destroyed, the original ingredients, gold and earth, will remain. Thus, since the ingredients are present in the beginning, and at the end, they also must be present in the middle phase, taking the form of a particular project to which we assign for convenience a particular name, such as bracelet, earring, pot, or saucer. We can therefore understand that since the ingredient cause exists before the creation of a product and after the product's destruction, the same ingredient cause must be present during the manifest phase, supporting the product as the basis of its reality. 
Now, this is how you get there from here. Uh, 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 it says here, yes to, yes ya, uh, adihi anta cha. Uh, Savai madjam chatasya son. Okay, that, ya is a relative pronoun, meaning that. Or that which. So ya and yasya, that which is and that yasya, that which comes from it. So the cause and the product, ya and yasya, uh, those two, uh, and this yas and yasha are then described as adi and anta, the beginning and the end. Savai uh, madhyam, and indeed that which is in the middle. So that's so condensed, you know. That which is in the beginning as the cause, that which is the product of the cause, that which is there the beginning and the end and the middle. Uh, 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 of that, cha, uh, of that, sun. It's real. Sun is a form of sat, right? It's real. It, it, it's there. It really exists. Uh, uh, and then, vikara, uh, this vikara is called transformation. Vihava uh, haraka arta. As we see, here's the example. As we see for in our ordinary life, in our ordinary cases of things, uh, uh, with gold and fire, uh, actually, gold and earth, excuse me, taijasa, things produced from gold, tejas, radiance, or then, then gold. So just like there's gold, and then out of gold, you make a golden bracelet. Then after a while, you're sick with the golden bracelet, you melt it back down, there's gold again, right? So there's gold in the beginning, gold in the middle, and gold in the end. In any other case, the gold is there, right? even though it goes through changes. And things produced from earth. You get clay, you fire it, you make a pot, you sick of the pot, you break it up into powder, you put water in again, you get in it, right? That's all it's saying. Uh, uh, and so that's saying, but the, the real point is not really, uh, is, is not really uh, about the cause. It's about the effects. Because the cause is real, there, therefore the effects are real. Uh, in Sanskrit, there's the, 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 uh, the, the cause is, is called karana, and the effect is called karya, karana and karya. So uh, Sankhya philosophy... Uh, and our philosophy is called Satkaryavada, the doctrine uh, or the teaching that Satkarya, that the uh, effects are real uh, uh, because 
uh, they, they, because they are in the cause, the cause. The cause is real and the effects is real. For example, uh, you get milk. Uh, from the milk you get curd. So in the milk, which is there, you know, its transformation is curd or ghee. Or in a sesame seed there's oil. The statue is potentially there in the marble. So all these effects are there in the cause. Uh, and because the cause is real, the effects are real. And the reason this is important, and we don't have time to get into it today, the reason this is important is because Mayavad philosophy and Buddhist philosophy denies this. The world is an imagination. It's not really there. It doesn't exist. Uh, Buddhist philosophy is the denial of causality. And the Mayavads get there another way. But that basically, although Brahman, the definition of Brahman at the beginning of the Brahma Sutra, the Vedanta Sutra, Janmadasayataha, well, it begins, Ataha Brahma Gignasa. Now we have the inquiry into Brahman. Or now that you are finished with fruit of work, now, or now that you have reached the human form of life, uh, whatever now is glossed as, understood as, there should be the inquiry into Brahman. What is Brahman? That from which everything comes. And somehow or other, Shankaracharya is so clever, he accepts, he doesn't deny the authority of the Vedas, he accepts the Vedanta Sutra, but somehow or other, Brahman ends up being not that from which everything comes. Because if Brahman is real, then that which comes from Brahman is also real. Uh, uh, and this is this called technically satkarya with a long a, satkarya vada with a long a. The the teaching that the the uh, the uh, both that the the the, the, the uh, effects are real because. Uh, they are in the cause which is real, satkarya, uh, uh, vada. Uh, and this is, uh, if, if, if you look at the Chaitanya Charitamrita, you know, there's a place where Lord Chaitanya is uh, Adi 7. Uh, he, he said, we'll have to get in, go into this next week, but... He, he says, text 121, he says, uh, uh, in his Vedanta Sutra, Srila Vyasadeva has described that everything is but a transformation of the energies of the Lord. Yeah, really, that's the straightforward, honest translation. Uh, Shankaracharya, however, has, has misled the world by commenting that Vyasadeva was mistaken. He doesn't say it quite that bluntly. Thus he has great opposition, raised great opposition to theism throughout the entire world. Because only when you view Brahman uh, from the position of Maya does he appear to be the cause. And therefore is Ishwara. But when you view, well, from when he says, he says, 
Shankar, when Brahman is an object of ignorance, then he is Ishvara. But when he's an object of knowledge, he is just uh, undifferentiated Brahman, without any nirguna Brahman, without any qualities, names, forms, and so on. And therefore, not related to anything. We're talking about the absolute truth. And, you know, uh, the Sesli Upanishads, Eva, Eva, Eka, Eva, Advitiya, Brahman. Brahman is that one from which there is no second thing. This is what, when you say the word absolute in English, the opposite is relative. No relatives. Not related to anything else. So if there is God and a world, the world would limit God who's infinite and therefore, God, there is no world. This is a very simple way of thinking and that's how people in the beginning of their spiritual life and you start to speculate, that's the first thing you come to. Oh yeah, well then, you know, uh, uh, the Brahman is that from which there is no second thing. So where is all this? Well, it's an illusion. Who's illusion? Well, then you have a problem. If, if Brahman is illusion, then illusion is greater than Brahman. So is the jiva illusion? No, well, I'm only thinking of myself as a jiva because I'm illusion. So I, you know, I can't be, you know. So where does that illusion come from? So, and that's why ultimately they want to say, well, as far as maya goes, you can't think of it either as existing or as not existing. <laughs> it's just free flow. It's, it's, it exists when you need it to exist, and it doesn't exist when you don't need it to exist. So your doctrine of maya is itself maya. <laughs> we will stop then. Uh, uh, this this, comp, this go, we'll review this again because we text 18 goes to very very together uh, with 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 the 17. So we'll talk a little bit more about this. Uh, 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 this so so uh, yeah. So we'll we'll stop there and continue next week with. Uh, Chapter 11, Chapter 24, text number 18. And are there any questions or comments? You can now text them in if you're uh, on uh, uh, Mayapur TV or call them in if you're on freeconference.com. There's a question by phone. Your wife is on phone. Yeah. Hi, Bill. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, it's not as loud as it usually is. I don't know what it's like. Um, anyway, um, my question is: in the subterranean planets, do we know like is there a hierarchy there? It seems like everybody's enjoyed the nth degree, but, um, you know, when you think of people enjoying, like, there's those, you know, there's, I, I mean, do they have servants, you know, things like that who would be 
enjoying in the same level, or do we not know? I, I really don't know too much about it, and uh, and uh, what really how the really the subterranean heavenly planets work. I don't. You get I, I think that maybe. I, I think you're. I think you need to put it on speaker or something. It is on speaker. Oh, okay. I can't hear him. You can't hear me. No. It's like you're, anyway, I mean, I, I don't, hear I don't know. I don't know anything more about it than, than what I've said. Okay. All right. Fine. Thank about you. About these uh, the different abodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's clear that the subterranean heaven. They're they're technologically advanced. Uh, they have a, 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 yeah. They make spaceships. This Maya Donova creates flying. Uh, interplanetary vehicles and they engage in warfare with uh, the devas and you know and then we know that on on, on uh, they're described there and and there it seems to be a hierarchy but all also on on uh, Sutala you know Bali Maharaj is there and and there's a sort of invasion of the divine down below too uh, that, that, that's there and there's a, a lot of information about the Nagas and uh, and, uh, and so on uh, and, and of course it's very interesting down at the bottom the, among the Nagas is Anantashesha he's also a Naga so the Lord is at the top and he's at the bottom too but uh I don't know that much about it all, the, the, the subterranean heavenly... And then below those are the realm of Yamaraj, which is basically the dungeons where people are imprisoned. Uh, so I, 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 uh, how, how the karma works, I, 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 don't, uh, I don't know. We do know, by the way, that People like Hiramikashipu uh, is an example. He does worship a deva. He does perform Vedi sacrifices. And apparently, and they have their Sukracharya, who can get them to do follow Vedic principles and attain uh, powers un- with which to fight the devas. Uh, uh, so that that's very interesting. So there there's some system uh, that that's within the realm of, of Vedic Veda knowledge that that this is there. Uh, but I, I don't understand more about it, and probably I shouldn't spend my life trying to figure it out either. <laughs> Better things to do. Anyway, that's what I can say about that. Anything else? Okay, Mahiridi has a question. Where are the limits of the regions where people can earn karma, taking into account that above they expire good karma and below they burn bad karma? I mean, he's reading the jiva. 
as, as far as I can understand, uh, this earthly place, uh, uh, earthly regions, are the places where you can earn good karma. You can also burn it off by suffering to some extent, but if it gets really bad, then you have to go down to the hellish planets and really, uh, uh, really do uh, do that. Um, uh, and it's uh, yeah, uh, the the yeah, so Svarga you don't and Villa Svarga as I said I, I'm nearly not quite sure how it works obviously, but are there good demons and bad demons? I mean you know we we do see that sometimes demons become devotees and so on. So I'm not sure how it works there. But generally, uh, the, the the earthly system uh, is, is the place for either going up or going down. Uh, you do that. The the when uh, the, the the place where the the the, the pitri pitri loka apparently you get out of you go there and then. People down here can get you released, but you don't seem to be able to do anything there in Pitriloka. Uh, but but uh, and so if you perform the right sacrifices here, you can release people from Pitriloka so they can go on further. Um, that's yeah. Uh, I, I I I I I just don't know. Um, uh, much more about it. So, but as far as I'm concerned, and then I guess what we really need to know is what concerns us. And uh, and and we only have here. If the Vedas are the books of knowledge, we don't have all of them here. There's many more. Actually, Jiva Goswami gives a number, which I forget right now, how much more there is, even in the heavenly planets, than there is here. Well, this is just a small portion of what we have. Even if I knew all of it that was here, I'd have properly transmitted also to all of us. We, we are in Krishna consciousness movement. We are not really concerned with understanding the whole system, how to perform sacrifice, how sacrifice works, how that you know. We just uh, our idea, what we have the Bhagavatam for, is to give us enough to to advance out of the material world, which we, so it sort of cuts to the essence of things and leaves out a lot of the other stuff. But if you want to know it, it's there. It's like when you get some medicine, you know, for the for the patient, there's a little bit of instruction, and for the physician, there's a whole lot more. <laughs> We're patients. <laughs> It's interesting, isn't it, huh? Yeah. To me, it's really fascinating, but you shouldn't get distracted too much by this thing, trying to figure out. Prabhupada describes the material scientists as people 
like a person who's been given a nice automobile to take a journey, gets enchanted by the automobile, pulls over to the side of the road and starts taking apart to see how it works and never takes the trip. So that's what, uh, that's what one has to be a little uh, careful about. Anything else? Okay. Next week. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Shriman Bhagavatam Ki Jai.